Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. The Chiefs might have the best defense they've had in a very, very long time. But that does not mean that the Chiefs don't have problems because they do. Plenty. But the biggest of their problems stems from one main issue. Catching the damn football. Or lack of catching the damn football. Seriously, has anybody ever seen a good team, a contending team, the defending champs, put so many balls on the ground? Has anybody ever seen any team, good, bad, or otherwise, drop so many balls? It's like the Chiefs' toughest opponent is themselves right now. And last night, the Chiefs successfully took themselves down. No knock on the Eagles. They found a way to grind that out. They've got grit. They're tough. No knock on them. But it's a knock on the Chiefs. Absolutely. I don't want to hang it all on MVS, though. Although all of X hung it on MVS last night. Brutal as that drop was. That's the one that will sear in memory. That's the one that's been trending on the X all night and all morning. But it was far from the only drop. Let's not ignore the five other drops in this game. Of course, he catches that ball, takes it into the end zone, erases everything. But not the bottom line problem. The underlying problem is these dudes can't catch. None of them. Ignore that fourth and 25 dot that Justin Watson took off of his face two plays after the MBS disaster. And let's not overlook the fact that this is not a new issue for Kansas City. This is no one-off. These dudes lead the league in drops so far this year with 26. Get this, 21% of Mahomes' incompletions have come on drops, which seems pretty shocking until you watch that team play. And then you can't believe that the number's not even higher than that. But there's clearly more going on with this offense than just the drops. These, these stats are incredible. Consider the fact that they have not scored a second-half point in a month. They're the lowest-scoring second-half team in the league so far this year. They've only scored one fourth-quarter TD all year long. So, yes, the receiving core is completely jacked up, but they still have Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. So it's pretty hard to understand how they still have Andy Reid. It's pretty hard to understand how they have such a horrendous second-half offense. I mean, I'll give you another stat. The Jets have nine more second-halves or second-half points over the last month than the defending champs, even as they were dying on Coog Hunter Hill. More points than the Chiefs. It, it doesn't make any sense. It is happening, you guys. It doesn't make any sense. Even that long face knows. Yet, despite despite all that, Kansas City was still essentially one catch away from beating Philadelphia and getting to 8-2, and two, except this happened. At their own 49, Chiefs second down and 10. Four-man rush, shotgun snap, back to pass Mahomes, 7. Winds up, long pass, down the middle, he's got him! Over the shoulder, drop! A drop at the 2 by Marquez Valdez-Scantling! Off his gloves, incomplete, third and ten, stunned silence at Arrowhead. Wow! 
As always, hit him in the worst possible spot, his hands. I feel for the dude. He's been a jungle regular. I always enjoy talking to him. And pretty rough to watch him go head down in the tunnel after the game and slam his helmet against the Chiefs logo on the wall. Times did he tell us when we visited with him? I don't Damn. Was that a helmet slam or a bomb going off? When we visited with him. Even Joe Buck flinched all the way up in the booth. Times did he tell us when we visited with him? Listen, I understand why he was so frustrated. Believe me. Every single person in that stadium felt that frustration and would have slammed something against something else. He should be frustrated. That was a disaster. But let's not totally lose sight of the fact that he did have a role in helping that team win a Lombardi last year. Dude did go off for 116 and a TD in the AFC Championship game. Let's not get too carried away with all the MVS slander. Pat knows, which is why Pat was not about to step to a podium and run that dude under the nearest double-decker. Not that that's something Pat has ever done or Pat would ever do, so of course he was not going to do it last night, and this reaction was not surprising from Pat. That one downfield and Marquez won. Um, Drew just didn't, didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open, so uh, yeah, you just got to continue to, to try to get better and better. Hey, listen, I know there are some people doing cartwheels, And seeing double rainbows about that answer on the X. Like, oh, classiest thing I've ever seen. Really are pretty much the one thing that any quarterback would say. I mean, Pat is classy. Pat's a great player. Pat, excuse me, Patrick. Patrick is a great player. Patrick is a class act. But any real quarterback who is a real leader would have said the same exact thing. It's part of the gig, right? It's part of being the guy. It means you take the blame even if it's not your fault. And believe me, it was not Patrick's fault last night, even if he did have that red zone pick. But whatever is going on with this offense is definitely weird, really weird. Not the good kind of weird, 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 which is even worse because the Chiefs' defense is so scary. The defense is straight-up scary. For most of that game last night, the defense did a great job of locking the Eagles up. They did their freaking job. How many times could you say that about the Chiefs' defense during their dynastic run? How many times did the Chiefs' defense pull the offense out of the fire when they were stacking Dubs and Lombardis? None. Never. It never happened. Just as you could never, ever make this statement. And this is a real statement. I mean this. The Chiefs' defense is better than the Chiefs' offense. It is right now. That's no hot take. That's not even debatable. That's a fact. If you can't catch a freaking football, it is safe to say that your defense is better than your offense. No matter who you have under center or at tight end or on the sideline dialing up the plays, the defense is better than their offense. But I've got to say, the most impressive defensive play in that game was made by Philly, specifically Eagles rookie Jalen Carter. You see this dude. You see this dude actually try to pick off a Mahomes spike at the end of the first half. Never mind a heady play for a rookie. That's got to be one of the headiest and craziest plays I've ever seen from any player on any field. The dude seriously dove between the center's legs and nearly pulled it off. He timed it up. 
He jumped right between Creed Humphrey's wickets, and he nearly got his mitts on the ball. I mean, even the hood man had to be impressed with that. Even the hood man sending a dude in motion to block a field goal. Can't believe that idea. And just last week, the hood and Bailey Zappi ran the ugliest fake spike play in the history of the game. Last night, though, Jalen Carter just missed pulling off the most beautiful and brilliant attempt at a spike defense of all time. Who even knew that spike defense was a thing? Who even knew you could do something like that? And where did he get that brilliant idea from? The place where all brilliant ideas come from. The internet, of course. This is so amazing. He says he saw some kid, some high school kid, do it on YouTube. I saw on the internet. I seen it on YouTube. Uh, some high school kid tried it. He actually caught the ball. So I was like, you know, that's a good idea. And I knew they were spiking it. So, you know, I tried to go for it. I don't know what I like best about that, that he got the idea from, quote, some high school kid on the internet or that the high school kid on the internet actually pulled it off. I mean, what, my dude's just online looking at high school kids doing crazy things and used it in an NFL game, and it almost worked? He picked it up from a high school kid on YouTube, and it almost worked. Man, I got to find that clip. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you know this. I have a YouTube channel. I do. Shameless plug opportunity that I do not plug nearly enough. You should be subscribed if you aren't already at Jim Rome Show. At Jim Rome Show on YouTube. Thank me later. No, in fact, thank me right now. You're welcome. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Probably so. Listen, this time don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Grab instead a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. That's my go-to. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. Plus, Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know this family, and I know they take smoked beef extremely seriously so you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried Rough beef in a bag. Nobody. It's like eating an old shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? So that Jalen Carter play. You're welcome. My, thank you, Matt. You're welcome, too. That might have been the most impressive play that Philly made all night long. That and my dude, Kevin Byard's pick in the end zone. And again, I'm not looking to take anything away from Philly. Like, when they had to make a play, they made a play. They're tough now. They're tough, and they've got grit. But the fact of the matter is, they didn't do anything overwhelming. They didn't do anything especially significant. Jalen Hurts hit one big play. Credit for that. Big league, big time pass. And he found Devontae Smith, who's an absolute stud. Love him. DeAndre Swift got loose a few times. They were tough, though, as always, in the trenches. But essentially, that's all the Eagles needed. Just had to make a play or two here or there, and they got it done. Again, not a knock on them. 
They're 9-1 and one again. It's a credit to who they are and what they do and how solid they are. It is not a knock on Philly, but it's absolutely a knock on the Chiefs, who essentially did beat themselves last night. And yes, they still have Mahomes, and it was not his fault. They still have Big Red, Travis Kelsey. Although my dude was all wrong last night. He just was off. He was off. And no, I don't want to hear about how his lady wasn't there, and that's the problem. You can take that someplace else. He just was off. And they still have a great defense now. So what I'm saying is, KC, I I know you're furious. I know you're in shock. I know that you want to hit that panic button. I know all the above. I wouldn't hit the panic button yet. But it is time to acknowledge that there is something seriously wrong with that offense. Well, aside from the fact that none of them can catch the football. But they're off. They're definitely off. They're not what they were a year ago. And it just cost them their biggest game of the season. Oh, and Tyreek Hill's got to be laughing his ass off right now. Once again, once again, the Eagles, and more so Nick Sirianni, can puff their chest out because the tush push, still the dumbest name ever, the tush push or the brotherly shove or whatever it is, still remains the single most unstoppable play in the NFL. Where's the camera? If everybody could do it, everybody would do it. Where's the camera? If Where's the camera? everybody could do it, everybody would. Where's the camera? Where's the camera? And like it's famously it, said, is there it. an advantage to having first and nine when everybody else has first and ten? I guess. I don't know. Where's the camera? Where's the camera? Where's the camera? If everybody- you know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply now i did say it and i couldn't promise it because well to quote him plans change i am joined right now in studio by our younger son he is a freshman at the university of colorado in boulder he is back home for the first time since leaving he's here for thanksgiving break his mother thought it would be an awesome idea for him to come in studio and hang out with his old man. We are joined right now in studio by Logan Rome, a.k.a. Rogan Loam, a.k.a. Rogues. Logs, what's good? Good to see you. I love you, dude. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, Pops. What's up, clones? Great to finally see you guys. All is well. a boy. I like it. Listen, I don't know if you remember this or not, but... First of all, you've settled in nicely. I'm proud of you. Well done. This is not actually your first appearance on the program. I want to take you back to when you actually did appear on this show back in the day. Listen very carefully. Um, happy birthday, Dad. Hi, Logan. How are you? Good. Happy birthday. Thank you, bud. What are you doing? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Daddy. Happy birthday to you. Awesome, Logan. You know what we do? I love your dad. Hey, Logan, I love you too. Let me ask you something first. Logan, well, first of all, let me say this. Logan, you're the best. You're best, your dad. Hey, Logan, let me ask you something else. Mama or daddy? Daddy, 
and mama. Oh, both, right? Dada and mama. Very political, what are you doing today, Logan? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing today? Uh, I get a freaking... I'm going to spend. Where are you going? I'm going to do this class. Gym class. Gym class. Oh, you're going to gym class. You're going yeah. to gym class. Hey, yeah, Logan, gi- give me bye a big... Dad. Are you leaving? Yeah. Like, peace out. Yeah. I love you. Bye. That, like, clearly you would add enough. First of all, I think your voice changed. That's good. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your first appearance. So, hey, by the way, before you walked in that door today, did you have any idea what I did for a living? Uh, I, you know, I thought you were some sort of sports athlete, if I'm being honest, but, you know, I, I kind of figured it out as I walked in, so. <laughs> you figured out that I'm not an actual athlete, yeah, yeah. but a sportscaster. All right, so uh, this is your first trip back home after DJ and I dropped you off at Boulder. What is Boulder like, and what's it like being away from home for the first time and having all this freedom to do, well, whatever it is the hell you do there? Well, you know, Boulder's awesome. There's so much to do. Right now, it's beautiful. Uh, I've been going on lots of hikes and stuff. Uh Trying to get some pickleball in, but uh, you know that freedom—it's—it's it's different. Everyone says that you know college is is so much busier, but there's also so much more time to do all that stuff. So, you know, so, so how are you feeling that time, son? Uh, how do I feel in that time? Yeah. Um, with all that extra time and less structure because you no longer have baseball and homework and mom and dad all over your ass, I'm really curious what you're doing with that extra time. Well, you know, oh. just hanging out with friends. Uh, <laughs> Basically, basically sums it up. I go out a lot. So yeah, I guess that doesn't sum it up. Actually, <laughs> I think that sums up what you're going to cop to and what you're going to tell me. But that, I don't think that basically sums it up. Yeah, I'm I'm always with the homies, and, and I think that's the way to do it. So. All right, so Logan Rome joining me in studio. Clones, if you want to ask a question and you can be respectful, I don't mind if you drag me, but don't drag my kid. But then again, I know you clones, you do what you do. Logan, I want to ask you something. What is it with you and your bro busting out of state? Like, I don't know if you know this or not. In fact, I know you don't. It cost me a hell of a lot more money. Was that a I want to get the hell out of Irvine thing, or was that a I want to get the hell away from Pops thing? Um, You know... I think I definitely did need to get away from you just a little bit, but uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, or you're not. <laughs> uh, I think it was good, you know, to get out of not just SoCal, but but Irvine specifically, and you know, try something new on my own for once. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's why I chose, you know, go out of state. Okay, so there's going out of state, then there's going out of country. I don't remember exactly what it is my parents gave me for high school graduation, but I'm pretty sure it was not a trip to Medellin. Mm-mm. How did Medellin treat you? Uh, Medellin was awesome. You know, the, the food, the culture was so welcoming. Uh, I tried to learn how to dance. I can't say I successfully did, but, uh, that was probably my favorite part of going out on the dance floor and and trying to cook some stuff up. So (laughs) Logan, Logan Rome joining us. One of my listeners, no names mentioned Eric in Orlando. He doesn't fish on a boat, Matt. He fishes on a boat. This dude wanted to make sure before you left. He called me up and wanted to pass along to me, to pass along to you, that prostitution was legal in Medellin. I was sure, as you know, not to pass that on to you. You didn't encounter any of that, did you, on your own? No, I, I didn't personally encounter any of it. Uh, I saw I saw a building that I assume was some sort of thing, and I was like, wow, this is a really dead club. I, I thought it was just a boring club, and then I asked my buddy, and he was like, oh, no, that's we're not going in there, so... Well, personally, no, no, no encounters. So you're assuming that there was legal prostitution going in, going on in that building where it looked like nothing was going on, but you quote did not go inside. Did not, no. 
All right. Well done. So now you're not, I mentioned one of the clones. You're not active on social, at least not as far, at least not the social where I kind of dig around. You've got an Instagram account. You have not posted once, not once. Have the clones worked their way back to you because they can and they will find you. Have they? Um, yeah, I, I've checked my DMs a few times and there'll be a, a few random middle-aged people in there. And I'm like, oh, these gotta be, gotta be some clones. Um, but I usually leave them on red, you know, that's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> red. Yeah. So like these random middle-aged clones, dude, like what, what are the types of things they say to you? I, it's all random. I, I can't, I can't off the top of my head think of one, but there have definitely been instances where I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to my son, our son. Logan Roman Studio. So back in the day when you were younger, you met the big head, James Kelly, at the racetrack. I know you saw him recently at a CU game. What was the reunion with the head like after all these years? Well, you know, we were texting for the game, and he was saying something about the 50-yard line. And I didn't know if he meant the football field or halfway up his forehead, so I was kind of confused by all that. Um, but eventually I found him. Did you just, did you just go there? <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> oh, oh, holy crap. How'd that feel, Head? <laughs> head and I did not feed that kid that line. I did not feed that kid that line. Finish your thought. Uh, but no, we, we eventually met up, and it was really good to see him. You know, I haven't seen him in a few years. Uh, we, we caught up a bit, and then I went back to my friends in the stands. So. Dude, you wrecked my follow. I was going to say, man, <laughs> did, did it seem like you had the same size head, or had he grown? Well, he had it hidden in a, in a bucket hat. He had, he had one of those gallon hats on, so, you know, I couldn't really see it all. Did you not take a tape measure to it, like I said? Uh, I didn't. I didn't, but. All right. <laughs> all right, but you knew that you ended up on the 50-yard line one way or another. Mm-hmm. Dude, the football season, like, you you got into that school before Coach Prime took the job at that school, so you were not there for football purposes, and then he shows up, the buzz is crazy. What was it like at the start of the season, and then what's it like right now? Uh, well, at the start of the season, you know, when we beat TCU, that was all anyone was talking about on campus. And uh, I remember the day we beat TCU, Boulder was absolutely buzzing. Um, and then, you know, we've had some some tough losses along the way. and it's Five in a row, yo. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely do- died down a lot more. Um, but, you know, I, I heard they had quite a horrible season last year. So, you know, anything's better than that. You heard. No, yeah. they did. They won one game last year. Yeah. All right, so let me just jump through in the middle of the interview. This guy has a question for you at Armin Armadillo. Hey, Jim, can you ask Rogues how long bulk season typically lasts? I'm about to go into a perpetual one, war hashtag, fatsgiving. All right, so I was going to get to that. I was going to talk to you about baseball. It's very clear to anybody who follows me on social how, how proud I was of you as a baseball player and how much fun your senior year was. Bulk season was something else. How would you define bulk season? Like, what did you do? What was it for? Lay it out for me. What were you eating then? All right, so bulk season is, is basically when you just eat a bunch of food to gain weight and then to put on muscle in the gym. Uh, I think I did it the best way, which is— What, what did you start at? How much did you weigh when you started? I was— like 150, and then I got up to and 185. how tall were you then? Uh, 5'10", probably. Okay. Um, so pretty skinny. Okay. Um, and then I built my way up to 185. So You gained 35 pounds in, like in four bulk months. season, yeah. in four months. Yeah. Eating what, everything? Yeah, I did the dirty bulk, so I ate any and everything in front of me, um, including a lot of chocolate shakes and stuff. So so what did that do? So were you, how, did you feel strong? Did you feel... 
I just felt bloated, and I low-key, I, lo- I looked a little bloated. You know, mom would come, I'd come home, and mom would see me and be like, wow, you're looking a little fat today. And I was like, Dodger Jano, that's not cool at all. <laughs> so, I'll never hit you with that. She, I guarantee you're going to walk out of here, and she's going to be all over your ass. She, I never called nah, you fat. She, she said my, my cheeks were looking a little chubby. That, okay, that well, was that's really different than you're looking a little fat. <laughs> so you got to a buck 85. Yeah. And then, and then what was cut like? Well, I didn't really have a cut. Uh, baseball season, I guess, was cut just because, you know, I, I pitched in almost every game. So wasn't eating, wasn't lifting as much. Um, so. All right. So Bella B is in. She's in Calgary. She writes, hi, Logan. What were you more nervous about? Telling your dad that your iPhone was lost in Medellin or being in studio today? Um, I think the iPhone. That was pretty scary. It was my first night in Medellin in a... I had, to, I had to call mom and dad from my buddy's phone and tell them that I got robbed my first day in Medellin. So that was Hey, Logs, okay, now that we're all clear, time has gone by, were you actually robbed? I, I was actually robbed, yes. You were actually robbed. Uh-huh. Take me through the robbery. What actually happened? So there was a big festival in Medellin, and me and my buddy were trying to get to a restaurant. It was pretty crowded, and there are these four dudes in, in white sombreros acting all drunk. You know, I think, oh, they're just here for the festival. One of them takes a wide turn out, leads the shoulder into me. My natural instinct is to push him away, and his friend snatches my phone, just like that. Such an easy mark, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're probably the easiest mark ever. <laughs> and what was that? That was an iPhone what? It was like 13, I think. And you're like, I don't care. Pop will hook me up. No, <laughs> I, I got the Android for the next few days. <laughs> Come on. That's funny. All right, so when you were playing baseball, I, I'm curious. All right, so you, you know I was so proud of you, and your senior season was great. Going into it, and not to be self-serving, but I want to ask you, going into that season, did you have any idea that you were going to close games? And then what was that like, the life as a closer? Well, going into the season, I was a contender to be one of the starters, so I had no clue I was going to be the closer. Um, but being someone that the team constantly had to rely on, uh, it was pretty nerve-wracking. I, you know, like every game I'd come in, close situation, sixth inning, and, and I just kind of had to – dig down and, and you know find it so all right so did in those moments when you were most tense and you had to find that kind of inner peace did it help you to hear me in the stands screaming scrumptious <laughs> when you punch somebody out uh well i tried to ignore it most of the time but every everyone you did so, why because i'm i'm emotionless logs on the mound you are you know um, you're expressionless logs thank you thank right. you but every once in a while it would get to me i'd crack a little smile and every time i did i'd see you in the stands cracking up with mama so that that did help a little bit though it made it less stressful my son logan rome joining me in studio did did i hear your teammates and coaches rogan loaming you yeah yeah my uh my coach listens to the show so he started it and then some of the teammates caught on i was just rogan loam from then on all right so do you miss playing at all yeah yeah of course i I miss playing but i'm i'm glad i didn't play this year so what you mean in college or yeah, another year of high school? In, in college. All right, so you you actually conceivably maybe probably could have played some small college ball, but chose not to. How come? Well, you know, I had to make a decision between the college experience and the baseball experience. So you chose beer and skirt over baseball. 
You chose academics over baseball. No, yeah, I I love the academics. You know, the woman and beer, are all right. You know, it's 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 whatever. But the studies are really really entertaining. Stop the lies, son. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. I, I I have something I want to take you through in a minute, but really quickly, I told the clones about Woody in Eagle River. Woody is a legend. You'll probably work for Woody next summer because I don't know if you know this or not, Logan. You're gonna have to get a job at some point. You're gonna have to. Woody, I've described as like half Paul Bunyan, half Bill Gates. How would you describe Woody to those? Well, most people don't know Woody. How would you describe him? I don't. I don't think there is a good way to describe him. You just need to meet the dude, and if you meet him one day, he'll probably give you a tomahawk steak or some pork chop omelet. I don't even know, but. Uh, there's no way to describe the man. Okay, so now Woody, I know, I know Woody. Woody's a good athlete. He's a good athlete. He's a good golfer. He's an outdoorsman. He's like strong. He's country strong, right? He's a big dude. I know the two of you played pickleball. I know you love pickleball. How did that go? Um, to put it lightly, I I kind of whooped him, but he was he was a good athlete. He was better than I thought he'd be. Um, what for an old guy? No, nah, for a middle aged guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but he was good, and it was it was a competitive game. Was but, he competitive? Was he getting after it? Yeah, yeah. But I I beat him in the end. So you, you want to say it, don't you? You want to say you beat that ass? I beat that ass. Okay, there you go, <laughs> Logan Roman Studio. Before I go to, I have a little quiz for you. I want to make sure. I want to see if there's anything else here that I'm missing. No, no, not really. Okay, here's one. Here's one. At Linear Messenger, has Rogues joined a frat yet? I have not. No. Are you going to? How do you view Greek life there? Um. You know, I think I think Greek like any Greek life anywhere is could be important, and if you're looking for that, the, the brotherhood and all that, I think it's a great opportunity. But for me, you know, I rushed around a little bit, looked at some frats, and I just wasn't into it. So it's not for you. No. Okay, but but some of your boys did though, right? Yeah, I have three boys in frats, so okay, and they're liking it. Okay, so I want to do something right now. Now, here's a pop quiz. Oh. I hate to put you on the spot, but, you know, th this is life, all right? You're in college. There are tests. If you get the answer wrong, Alvin, he'll know, right? That's that's a wrong answer. If you get an answer right, you'll know. All right, so I, I want to get your confidence up. I want to start you off real easy. Name, what are the names of our cats? Cody and Sapphire. Easy. There you go. Mm -hmm. Name three cities where this radio TV show is affiliated. Affiliate? San Diego, uh, L.A., New York. I don't know. New York? Definitely wrong. <laughs> you didn't, didn't even come close. I'm not even sure you got one right. All right. What athlete lives close by to us that plays for the Chargers and barbecues and never invites us to the barbecue? I have no clue. I knew that. I have no clue. Justin Herbert. The kid does not really know sports that well. Uh, in fact, where where are you with sports these days? What are you tracking? What are you following? What are you into? Um, I honestly don't watch too many sports. You know, like playoffs, I always start to watch, like for baseball, basketball, football. But I don't really watch regular season too much. You know, you and I had a talk the other night. I didn't know this. You're heavy into anime. Yeah, yeah. What, for those who don't know, because of, quote, the middle-aged audience, <laughs> what is anime? What do you like about it? It's a Japanese style of, uh, of animation, TV shows and, and movies and stuff. Um, so you guys are into it? Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. Okay, that, I knew you could handle that question. How about this? Here's one. What is the jungle smack-off? Uh, it's basically a thing where your callers call in and, and give a certain take, and you choose a winner and give them something. Not bad. How often do I do it? Uh, once a year. 
There you go. All right, you got that one right. Dude, stop cracking your knuckles. Sorry to embarrass you, man. I hate that. Don't do that. Do you, Okay, here's one. Do you know what a meat whistle is? I have no clue what a meat whistle is. <laughs> yeah, liar. Liar. Your, your, your cousin, Zach, when he was younger than you, obviously, once went to Uncle Craig. He'd been hearing the show. He said, Dad, Uncle Jim's talking about a meat whistle. What is that? I, I genuinely don't know. Well, you generally should know. <laughs> you generally do know. I'll, I'll explain to you later, and you'll be like, oh, dude. <laughs> what is the frisky kitty? The frisky kitty? I'm assuming some, some sort of promiscuous woman, but... Close. Close? It's a strip club in the Val where okay. we grew up. That's yeah. close. All right. Can you name three callers to this show? Any callers? I don't care. Can you name one caller to this show? I don't think I can, Pops. Not even not even Jeff in Richmond who glossed you Rogan Loam. Rogan Loam. Uh, I know Jeff from Richmond now, so. You literally don't know any callers <laughs> I, to the show. I, I don't know Have any. you ever heard of the show once? Uh, once or twice, yeah. Like I said, I thought you were a sports athlete up until recently. So. You, you don't even know what I do for a living. <laughs> I, you, thought, you all thought I was kidding when I said that. He really doesn't know what I do for a living. All right, this you should handle. You were at my Radio Hall of Fame induction. Mm -hmm. What Hall of Famer got pissed during his or her induction speech? I, I remember it. I don't remember the name. I remember he came up and, and yelled at y'all in the, in the stands. <laughs> yeah, it's true, too. All right, so I'll give you half credit for that one. Finally, finally, what is the Rat Family? Oh, the Rat Family. Uh, it's a collection of people who tend to look like rats, so it's the best way to put it. You got the most important one right. You got the most important one right. All right, let me check and see before I cut you loose. First of all, love you, proud of you. Love you nailed too, it. Pops. Great job. The holiday season is in full swing. It's here, and so is the responsibility of showing up strong with the right holiday gift. Clones look no further than sending Omaha Steaks. They have you covered with guaranteed perfection during their Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use my full name, Jim Rome, as your promo code at checkout to get an additional $30 off your order. 50% off and $30 more off? Can you beat that? Score delicious deals on tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their mouth-watering bacon-wrapped filet mignons. That's a holiday gift favorite. Or send their easy-to-prepare meals and carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make those receiving these gifts very happy recipients. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor and endless value. Visit omahasteaks.com and save big with 50% off site-wide. Plus, use the promo code JIMROME spelled as one word at checkout and get that extra 30 bucks off your order hurry because the black friday and cyber monday deals at omaha steaks are for a limited time only that's omahasteaks.com promo code jim rome at checkout rogues jumped this segment and the reason for that is he's getting more calls than i do logan rome joining me in studio he is our logan younger son i want to also point out that we have an older boy jake that you know we're also extremely proud of. Love Jake. Miss Jake. Peace, Jake. You and I FaceTimed him the other night. Mm -hmm. He was getting blasted in a bar. <laughs> he was working a long day. Dude, how funny was that that one time, Logs? Let's tell him the story about how one night we were at home, and he was in college, and we took your phone, and we FaceTimed him, but it was me, and he thought it was you because it was on your phone. What happened? So it was Jake's freshman year of college when, uh, when he first started drinking more in Wisconsin. 
And uh, me and Pops are together, and we're like, how funny would it be if we FaceTime Jake right now? But Dad picks up instead. So we send him a FaceTime. He opens it thinking it's me. Yeah, but I said, let's do it. <laughs> Whose idea was it to use your phone? I'm like, let's use your I think, phone. Yeah, I think that was you. I'm like, use your phone. He won't pick it up. It's my phone. And so he picks up. He's all hyped. He's right? like, hey, Logan. He sees Dad, and he goes, uh, and hangs it up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, out. <laughs> All right, so James Kelly heard you burn him, and he said, quote, best burn since Eric in Orlando. Now don't turn into a tool like that guy, Rogan. <laughs> 1-800-636-8686. Uh-huh. Tommy, where should we start, phones or written? Okay, let's go to the phones. We go to Tucson, Dave in Tucson. Appreciate the phone call, Dave. You're on with my son, Logan. What's going on? Hey, Rome boys. Welcome to the show, Rogan Moan. Uh, I've been uh, hearing about you for years, so it's good to hear your voice. First off, Jim, that uh, piece you played with your son, man, that was so endearing. I got two boys um, of my own, and to hear that little boy's voice and how ha- happy he was to see you and talk to his dad was great. I do want to ask Rogan Moan about my 17-year-old going to college. We've toured Alabama. We got a tour at the University of Arizona coming up. Try not to push him, but, man, it's hard to get a senior motivated to apply for college, to do all the stuff for financial aid. What's your best advice for a dad trying to get his son, push his son to a good school and not uh, annoy him, I guess is the best word. Thanks, guys. Okay, first of all, we don't care if we annoy them. <laughs> I mean, like I said to Logan on the way out, dude, do not light my money on fire. I will drag your ass home. You know this. There's a standard. But his point, Logs kind of applied to you he's like how do i motivate my son we have to apply we got to get him ready fact of the matter is hate to give it up but mom said to you because you're not a dummy dude you're a smart kid mom said to you rogues well she doesn't rogue you she said rogues just hit it as hard as you possibly can for a month Mm -hmm. right get the work done because your grades are pretty good study for the test nail the test then you'll be done with it and then you work on the process of the application and then you'll get it is that pretty much how you approached it yeah yeah that was i think my biggest thing for me was the the act test so i spent like two or three months studying for that and then other than that you know just keep my grades pretty high but there wasn't in other words, shortcut Logan, do as little as possible <laughs> to have the maximum effect. Like, but his point is, what do I tell my kid? How do I motivate my kid? Um, I feel like that motivation got to come from the from the kid, you know, him or herself. You, that's incredible that you just said that. You know, you don't believe that. You literally <laughs> nah, just told me exactly what I wanted to hear that you don't believe. No, no, because I mean, like, what what did you and mom tell me to motivate me? I like, I don't really think there was much to that. Everything, man. We <laughs> threw the kitchen sink at you, kid. But no, you're right. That's it's actually a really smart answer. Like we we can't make you want it. Right. And I've never pressured you. I've always been like, you know, it's your life. My life worked out pretty well. You have to live your life, but just know that if you take shortcuts and you're a slacker, your life's going to be harder. But you're right. It's got to come from within. So maybe some of that did stick. Thank you, Pops. Good. No, thank you. All right. Let's let's get another phone call in here quickly. Let's go to Ken in San Antonio. Ken, you're on with Logan Rome. What's up? Hey there, Rogues. Hey there, Jimmy. How you guys doing? Good, dude. How about hey, you? How are you? I'm good. Hey, my daughter's the third year at Colorado Boulder. Great city. Beautiful. Hey, I got a question for you, Rogues. What's up? Have you ever heard of Toby and Houston? All right. No, no, no. Dean already answered that. He, he tried to hook you, dude. He, he asked you about a guy and a sound drop that we no longer play. It's okay. one of those things that, like, back in the day, it was very funny and very cool. And he tried to get you to say, oh, no, I don't know what that is, Pop. What is that? So I'd play it. <laughs> No, that's not going to happen. 
That's that's probably the first call you've ever heard run since you know nothing about the show. Yeah. That's what we that's what we do to people that we don't cut them off. We think, yes, uh, yeah. we think if they're irresponsible, quote, they get run. Can yeah. there you go, uh-huh. dude? You're you're a quick study. Yes, you picking up fast. Are we good? Let's read a few before you go, Logs. I'm proud of you. Great job today, Rogues. What is the best part of being on your own? And the one thing you miss about being at DJ and Jimmo's house? Uh, the best thing about being alone is uh, less parental uh, worries, I guess. You know, I can kind of go out and, and hang Why, out dude, with my you friends. never worried when you lived at home. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, but there's, uh, it, it's different because there's just so much more time to, to do things without you and mama telling Being me on to, your ass, yeah. right? Yeah. So the one thing I do miss, though, is, uh, is good food. Uh, that's definitely not, not us, but the food. Yeah, yeah. Well, I miss you guys a little bit too, but uh, I do miss the food a lot. <laughs> the cafeteria food does not treat me well at Boulder, so no, uh, it's, it's it's pretty average. So I was telling the story before you came in. I thought for sure you'd get off the plane and go right to In and Out. Where did you go? I ended up going to Chipotle. I, I think that sounded better to me at the time. Did it? Yeah. Oh, it hit so hard, dude. All right, so this is great. You're gonna love this. Here is one thing that you do know about the show. Look who just checked in on my personal account. Hell yeah. Tell the boy I said hello. Cash and I are sitting here watching the jingle. Good brother. All love, yeah. baby. The good brother is in. Yes, sir. What's you, up, good brother? You know brother. the good brother. Uh-huh. Dude, check him out. Look at him. He's got a screenshot of you. <laughs> That's awesome. You know the good brother. Mm-hmm. Good brother's a legend. He he good brothers you. Ah. Uh, well, actually, that he he probably would like you even more than he likes you if he knew you as well as I know you. You I, feel me? I got to meet him, Pops. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's always about that. Let's see here. Yo, Logan, what is your go-to junk food when chilling in the dorm? You're actually not a big junk food guy, generally, are you? Uh, or not, now you are? Well, it's kind of different. I have been snacking a little bit more now that I'm in the dorms. I think my go-to is uh, the Dots pretzels, the cinnamon ones. Those. Do they have those there? Yeah, yeah. I found them at the at the Target there. So I've I'm been, not a pretzel guy, but those are amazing. They are so good. So I've been I've been eating a lot of that. Uh, and other than that, I have a lot of the the cup noodles. So I'd be microwaving those a lot. Yeah, are you still a ramen guy? Like, before you left, you were all about ramen. Oh, I love ramen. There's just not many ramen places close to me in, in Boulder, so... I haven't been. All right, so this guy hit the amazing question, which I already know the answer to because there is no answer. Does the kid have a major yet and a career in mind, Brandon, in the four corners? Yeah, so my major right now is communications. Why? uh, Why? Well, honestly, going into college, I didn't really know what I wanted to study. No way. And my counselor was like, oh, you should apply for something and see what happens. So I got into communications. I think I'm going to stay with that and either minor or double major in business. So Really? Yeah, I think that's That's my news to me. Now. Yeah. All right. Salvador Yoga asks, Jim, ask Rogan Loam who his favorite Rogan member Loam. of the Rat family is. I got to go Chris Taylor on the Dodgers. I think, I think that's the way to do it. All right. Here's a problem, dude. The, the Rat family was killed long before <laughs> Taylor even got to the major league. So he might be a member of the family if there were a family, but there is no family. Well, but that'd be your pick. Yeah, that'd, that'd be my, my top member. He would qualify. He would qualify. All right, here's another one before you go. This guy asks, have you been to Red Rocks yet? And have you washed any dogs at Big Head's dog washing facility? 
it's a no to both. I am trying to find a concert uh, for the spring at Red Rocks, but it's it's hard to find tickets. Do you know what the schedule is? Do you know who's coming? Uh, no, I just check the website, you know, every every month or so and see what's coming up. So, so what do you and your friends bump? What do you guys listen to? Um, we listen to rap, a, a little bit of country. That's kind of creeping its way. Yeah, that's creeping you, its you way. You didn't in. even like even in baseball when you played baseball, mm. country was a thing. You didn't listen to country. I, no, I was never a big country guy. But this you summer, did listen to rap at home, really country. Yeah, this summer up in in Eagle River, and then now Boulder, so a lot more people listen to it who? than than here. Uh, where in Boulder. no, no, who do you listen to? Oh, uh, Zach Bryan. Um, Luke Combs a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm super shocked, dude. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring it around me. I'm shocked. <laughs> this guy's got a great question. Hi, Logan. It's a beautiful day on campus. Will you walk around with no shirt? Hell yeah. Yeah. No, no. Especially after the gym. If I'm walking back from the gym, I, I take that off sometimes. Um, yeah, I, there, there was a time when you were really heavy into the gym at home where I'm like, why do you even own a shirt? Why would you have a shirt in your closet when you never, ever wear shirts? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I should have thrown all my shirts away then. Yeah, except that you stopped going to the gym. You told me that lately. You have not hit the gym lately. I, I have I have been slacking on the gym, and I've also lost like 15 pounds at, at Boulder. So You have lost weight. Yeah. You're not coming back fat Mm-mm. from the beer. The opposite of the freshman 15, so... Dude, must be nice. <laughs> How about this one before you go? This guy says, does Rogues get mistaken for Justin Bieber a lot because he looks a lot like the Biebs? When I was younger, yeah. Yeah, before I started doing the little middle part and I had my hair swooped to the side, uh, people would call me Biebs sometimes. So. Did you get that? Okay. Yeah. Here's one more. I keep saying one last one, but they're still pretty good. Who is your favorite YouTuber? Um, I watch a lot of like music reactions on YouTube. So I like these guys called uh Turning the Tables. Those are my favorite ones to watch. Okay. Uh, so yeah. All right. Rogues, you absolutely crushed it, dude. You absolutely crushed it. I'm so proud of you. I love you. I'm sure Jano, I don't know if Jano's watching or li- she's not, or we'd be hearing from her right now. Right. She will be in tears wherever Dodger <laughs> Jano is when she sees it. Is there anything final you want to say to the clones, to me, or otherwise? Um, you know, it's been, it's been fun being on here. Uh, I hope to see you guys again. And, and yeah, good to see you, Pops. Okay, good to see you, Logs. And what's the toast? Whenever mom makes you give a toast at dinner, when we come together as a family, what do you say? Thanks for putting a roof over my head, Pops. You're welcome, son. There we go. All right, Logs. Love you very much. Love Great job. Too, what do you do the rest of the day? Uh, probably go to the beach. Find a hot tub? Tan it out, hopefully. So, tan it out? Yeah. Find a hot tub? Mm-hmm. Which beach? Laguna. Laguna Beach. Okay. Yeah. Clones, leave the kid alone. Don't <laughs> don't go looking for him. Good job, bro. Love you. See you at home. See you, or, or not. <laughs> or not, right? Jake's coming to town on Wednesday. Rogan Loam. Walk it off, dude. That boy. Love you again. Walk Me it too. off. Dave, watch that camera, dude. As you're fixing your middle part, don't hit that camera. I've done Where's it. It hurts. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, Logan Rome. <laughs> U.S. Cellular wants to help everybody get the gift of connection this holiday season. Already a customer? This applies to you, too, because right now, new and current customers can get any phone, and I mean any phone, for free. Yes, really free. Sounds like it's time to make the switch. Spread holiday cheer far and wide this season with a new phone. Everybody can get the gift of connection at U.S. Cellular. Get any phone free today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for for details. All right, welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. A lot of you clones are picking up on saying, damn, Rome, you had fun. You're proud. Yes and yes. 
Both those things. That was a blast. And, and again, I got to give you the background on that really quickly, just so you understand. Like, you might have formed your opinions on what you just saw and what you just heard. You have to understand, Logues and I both were pretty ambivalent about that. We just were. Like, you could tell from Logue's personality, he's good either way. He was going to do it if I want him to do it. And if I didn't want him to do it or he didn't have to do it, he would have been fine too. He was good either way. He was right down the middle. He's like, I can do it. That'd be cool. Or I cannot do it. That'd be cool. I'll just go play pickleball or I'll go to the gym or I'll go find a hot tub or I'll go to the beach. But, and maybe Dodger Jano won't appreciate it, but Dodger Jano was driving that bus. Dodger Jana was driving that one. She wanted to see that happen. So that's how that come together. That was the genesis of that. You understand. You know this show. How many times have you heard any of the fam on this show? The fam generally does not show up on the show. And when the kids did show up on the show back in the day, it was because DJ would say, call dad and wish him a happy birthday. And then Janet would never come on the show. Janet's been on the show once in 30 years, just once. DJ Fry 41 writes, best segment ever. Or at least my personal favorite. It seems like you've got yourself a really good young man there. This was a fun listen, especially creeping into the time of year where families typically come together. Appreciate that, dude, very much. Thank you. This guy writes, Rome, a historic day in the jungle. This needs to happen again. Chris and Mobile. Yeah, I think we're probably walking off on that one. I don't know if the kids can do better than that. I think he's going to walk off on that. Jake might come in. But again, Jake's got a totally different vibe than Logue's. Jim, that interview between you and your son Logan is the best interview I've heard between a dad and a son. He has certainly grown up to be a very mature young man. I'm proud of him. Go, Logan! Keep dad and mom proud of you and your accomplishments. Sincerely, Big Mike in Vegas. That's nice. At Apple Pasta writes, (laughs) this is funny. I thought the same thing. Or close to it. Best moment of Logan's great interview. Quote, I know the clones are hitting me up on Instagram when I see texts from middle-aged people. That was actually a funny line. <laughs> Best segment ever. The smile on Jim's face when he interviewed Rogan was so genuine. Such a unique moment when a father can talk so candidly with his son. Congrats. Ryan. Actually, I'm really proud of him that way. For a long time, he was pretty introverted. And now when we sit and we talk, we're very real with each other. Like that. Bengals Gallon Florida writes, Jimmy, that was one of my favorite segments of the whole year, listening to you and your son, Logan. I know you said that Jake was more like DJ and Logan was funny like you. Super well done, Logan. You both made me laugh. Thanks for that. War the Roams. Riff Majestic writes, great interview with Rogues. Thought you guys might play the, when I get hyped, I take my shirt off. When talking about walking around campus shirtless. Honestly, I didn't think that he was going to answer it like that. Rumor. Logan killed it. That was so cool to listen to. You have got to be proud. Thanks, Rome. Andy in Portland. And I walked him out. I told him three or four times. I said, Dude, you crushed it. I love you. I'm so proud of you. This guy goes, I have never, and I mean never, ever seen Jim this giddy as he is now interviewing his own son. You know, dude, I got to be honest with you. 
Here's the thing about Logs and I. And he would tell you this, and he kind of answered it politically. The kid and I knocked heads often, often at home. And over things like dumb things, like can you clean up your room? Can you turn off your lights? Can you push your drawers in? Can you pick your crap up off your floor? I'm not your maid. Like we, we knock heads a lot, a lot. But, you know, profound love. I absolutely adore the kid. I adore the kid. But when you say, man, that was so cool, you can tell how proud Jim is. Yes, I am. Extremely proud of Logs. Love the kid to death. But just know, like a lot of parents and kids, we knock heads. I mean, he did go to school in Boulder, right? He didn't stay very close to home. This says, best at Jim Rome segment ever with Rogan Loam. Hashtag proud dad. True. I am a proud dad. But again, I want to say proud of Jake too. Proud of both boys. They're great, great kids. And you want, and you want to know why they're great kids? Because their mother gave up an amazing career. Remember, when I met Dodger Jano, she made more money than me and was more successful than me. She was a corporate vice president. She gave that up to stay home and raise the kids. This is why the kids are such amazing kids. Because mom was there for everything. And the dad would come in and discipline. But that, that, the biggest reason why they are the way they are, and they're super kids and I couldn't be more proud, and really good people, that's the most important thing. Great kids. Like, it was such a small thing, but Logan made sure to walk around and go back on the other side of the glass to dap up and thank the XR4TI. I didn't tell him to do that. He, he just knows, and that makes me really proud. Rome, that was awesome. I've been listening to talk radio for 20-plus years. That was one of the best segments in radio that I've ever heard. I love that. Props, Romy. It sounds like you've all raised a great young man. He's a great kid, but so is his brother. Sam and Grand Rapids. First of all, clones, thank you very much. I appreciate this. For all the junk you talk about me and the show and everything else, I'm really touched by this. Like, there's so much positive reaction. I am giddy. I admit it. Love the Rogan Loam show. Keep it coming. We're having two sons with sensible names. Mine are Jack and Max. Greatest interview you have ever done. Awesome. Paul and Canyon Lake. Armand, good job. Good effort, Rogues. Great interview. Logan sounded poised and relaxed. A lot of us middle-aged guys are badasses. Urgh, parents. One reason I love the jungle is because you talk about your family. I know you're a proud dad. Or that was a proud dad moment. Happy for you, brother. That's nice. You know, for the longest time... Brother. Before the world changed, I didn't talk about the family. I wanted to protect the family because I knew how nasty it could get. I was always trying to protect the family, always trying to protect Dr. Jano from all the stuff. But then I finally came around, around to, I can't control any of this stuff. So I want to educate them on what's out there and let them know and let them know that, you know, nobody knows you, nobody knows me. The, there, there are people that are miserable that will say miserable things. And then there are people who are amazing that will say amazing things, but just understand it for what it is. So then I started to open up as I got further in my career because I love my family and want to talk about my family. And I'm proud of my family. So that's when that changed. Hey, Van Sizzle. I love how Rogues knows the clones are like 99% weird middle-aged dudes. Keep those IG DMs on red, my man. Andy from Denver. 
he's like he's never posted on Instagram. He has no posts. If you go to his feed, and, and by the way, clones, feel free not to. But if you go to his feed, he has zero posts. But it is funny. They quote, I keep them on red. If it'll make you clones feel better, he keeps me on red. He doesn't respond to any of my texts. I had to download Snapchat to get him to respond to ever. All right, clones, thank you very much for all the love and respect for the fam. That, that was one of my favorite moments, as you can tell. Thanks for picking me up. And rogues, if you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Matt Nova Scotia. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're, you're probably not Doug right Collins. Right Matt Nova Scotia. Collins. That's right. After a truly horrible and heavily criticized stint as the Steelers' OC, Matthew Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, relieved of his duties this morning. That's right. It is Canadian Liberation Day in the Berg. As Steeler Nation is finally liberated from Matthew Canada. And what an accomplishment on the way out the door for Matt Saskatchewan. Because he just became the first Steeler head coach or coordinator fired in the middle of a season since 1941. An incredible stat. Steeler fan, the long nightmare is over. Or the eight-month nightmare is over. Steeler fan, you did it! We did it! Like I said, Steeler fan, that's essentially one for the thumb. You just won your Super Bowl. It's like Steeler fans just experienced all of the success of the 70s in one single morning. Steeler fan probably wants to hang a banner at Heinz Field and have a parade right now. They're probably like, cancel the rest of the season. What's the point? We've already accomplished the ultimate goal, the mission. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, but only barely. This guy was essentially the single most or least popular person in the city of Pittsburgh and also apparently in his own locker room. That's what forced this change. If Sunday's display was any indication, that's what this ultimately came down to. It wasn't just that Steeler fan was completely over this guy and his offense. It's pretty clear, and even more importantly, Steeler player was completely over this guy and his offense. Don't believe me? Listen to what Najee Harris had to say after the game. I'm tired of this. Me do two things. Look at the record and say, okay, we're still good right now. Look at the record and be like... We keep playing this type of football. How long is that shit gonna last? Right. I look at it like, how long is that gonna last? He's not wrong, and that's a pretty rough look coming from one of your star players, and not a dude who typically flies off the handle. But that's not nearly as rough as the look as the report that dropped yesterday from the Athletic. It explained how Deontay Johnson had to be physically restrained from a member of the coaching staff on the sideline on Sunday. Quote, Then there was Johnson getting visibly upset on the sidelines during the second half Sunday, which was significant enough that rookie offensive tackle Broderick Jones had to pick him up and carry him away from a member of the coaching staff. That led to a lengthy sideline talk between Johnson and the coach Mike Tomlin during the give-and-take moment. I mean, dude... He needed a lineman to pick him up and physically remove him from cold cocking one of the coaches. That's bad. Now, we don't know, unfortunately, which member of the coaching staff it was. It would be very irresponsible to speculate. 
But how incredible would it be if it was Matthew Manitoba himself? Had to be, right? I don't think any of the players are going to roll up and try the head coach. And not only because he's the head coach, but look at Tomlin. You want any of that? If you have to choose between who you want to let the hands go with, Manitoba or Tomlin, who are you going to roll up on? Anyway, we know that Manitoba was down on the sidelines. And that didn't help fix the problem, obviously. Spoiler alert, it did not. Apparently, all it did was get him closer to the players who can't stand him and his offense. After a total meltdown like that, Mike Tomlin had no choice. The offense had gotten outgained in all 10 games. Tiny Hands is regressing by the second. The entire offense, that's just fireball alarm. Normally, I think the Tiny Hands alarm is in poor form. Not now. Not the way he's playing. The entire offense seems to hate the entire offense. Like, I know Tomlin is one of the most loyal dudes ever, but even he eventually found the limit to that incredible loyalty. Well, if you believe Tomlin, he came out this morning and he did take credit for the decision, even though there was already a report on the X that it was actually Art Rooney himself who had to pull the plug. Tomlin said it was his call, his call alone, and he also said this, quote, we're not urinating on the fire, man. Mike, are these final seven games important, critical in the long-term development of Kenny? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on this week in terms of the development of Kenny. Um, you know, we're not urinating on the fire, man. Honestly, I'm not even sure what that means. I love it, but I'm not even sure what that means. Hey, man. We're only worried about this week. We're not urinating on the fire, man. We're not urinating on the fire, man. You're not? You should be. Steeler fans, like, we've been waiting all year to urinate on this fire. In fact, the ones who really got tired of waiting to urinate on that fire took a dump on that fire. You have a big dump in your pants. What do you mean you're not urinating on that fire? We're not urinating on why the fire, not? man. Hey, Mike, why not? Why aren't you urinating on that fire? Fire you, I'd take a big dump on that fire. You'd have a big dump in your pants. I mean, bottom line is this. I, I don't know if he was made to fire the guy. Of course, he's never going to say that. Tomlin's going to say, that's on me. That's on me. And by the way, we're not urinating on the fire. We're not urinating on the fire, man. I'll tell you what. Two things. One, you should be urinating on the fire. And two, you had to fire that guy. And I'm not here to take food off of anybody's table or put anybody's urine on any fire. But if you don't fire that guy, you lose your locker room. That move We're had to be made. On the fire, man. Even if it's not a Steeler organization type of move. I'm not in that locker room. I'll give you that. But I don't need to know that if you don't make that move and start urinating on that fire, you We're lose the locker the fire, room. Man. Then you've got a full-blown mutiny on your hands. He had to fire that guy. Or whoever fired that guy had to fire that guy. Steeler fan, how does it feel? How does it feel to know that he's gone? And how does it feel to know that they're not urinating on that fire? We're not urinating Whatever on the fire, that means. Man. Good night!